You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. I'm Mella Borowski, and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. Dr. Serena Goldstein is here with us today, and I am so excited to have a chat with her. She's a naturopathic doctor who works with people to bring order to chaos, and gosh, don't we need that right now. She's going to use her knowledge of conventional and natural medicine to give us some great insight today, perfect for our wellness theme this month. So welcome, Dr. Serena. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. For someone who may not know, what exactly is a naturopathic doctor? And you hear the pause and I'm about to laugh. It's like, oh my God, how many times <laughs> have I said this? <laughs> I'm sure plenty. <laughs> it is, but it's also, you know, for me, because I've always been that, oh, I'm just going to be out there in the world. It's also that testament to, I always get a little excited too when people haven't heard of what I do yet, because then it's just, yay, we get to share more knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our profession, it's a naturopathic school. It's similar to conventional school in the way, I mean, it's either like four or five years. The first two years are pretty synonymous to conventional medicine. So we learn all the basic sciences. Like when I was in college, I still had to do the pre-med prerequisites. And then the second year is all like diagnostics, blood work, imaging, you know, and so forth, pathology and all that. Then we have our first set of board exams, which are kind of like the USMLEs. Then the next two to three years are all the ologies and pharmaceuticals. And, you know, we also take emergency medicine because at the end of the day, we are primary care trained. So we need to know like really who is walking into the office, so to speak. Hmm. Yeah. And then in addition to pharmaceuticals, because, you know, also for herb drug nutrient interaction, and then, you know, in certain states we can prescribe and so forth, we learn botanical medicine, nutrition, physical medicine, even like chiropractic type work, Mm. uh, minor surgery, IV therapy, homeopathy, and hydrotherapy. So it's more tools in our toolbox to not just treat the patient, but to get to the root cause of disease. Mm. And yeah, and when we come out, we have a three-day board exam and we actually don't have required residencies because where we start with people is, can you drink more water and eat a vegetable? Very generally speaking, but Uh the measures that we're taking with people, you know, they don't run the same, potentially, you know, don't run the same risk because that said, it's where you can also have naturopathic doctors and I have, you know, wonderful colleagues who will either specialize in a certain ology. Some actually love doing body work, some love minor surgery, some love herbs and, you know, homeopathy and so forth. So mm-hmm. it can really give rise too to that creativity. And that's what I loved about it was we so we start clinic while we're in medical school and then we have hundreds of hours of preceptorships as well and i feel like yeah this degree just there's this very creative side to me so when i 
because I went from you know the PhD, you know wanting that PhD in psychology to the psychiatry, <laughs> the MD, and then finding this and this just catered to it, it lets you really make medicine to what you want it to be and just even your self-expression as a person. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You. you changed the way you practice medicine. I was reading about this on your website mm-hmm. because of your own personal experience. Can you share with us a little bit about that journey? Gladly. Part of my journey into this medicine where, you know, as I briefly mentioned the PhD in psychology was when I was 15, I injured my elbow in gymnastics. So I grew up on the Upper East Side of New York City. I went to private high school, competitive gymnast. I played the trombone, even uh, performed in Carnegie Hall when I was 14, National Junior Honor Society. I had a resume going into high school. So I was your classic overachiever. I mean, it was everything I loved, but there was still this very like going, doing, When I injured my elbow that took away all those extracurriculars, all of a sudden questions came back too, you know, from years ago, like, why am I here? What is this life? Like, Mm. we're supposed to be happy. This doesn't work. So then (laughs) days later, I went to the library and I started reading Young Erickson and Freud. I think at this point, I was just, I was just devouring (laughs) material. Um, I kind of went from your preppy Upper East Sider to the poster child for Hot Topic and still have, (laughs) I still have the piercings to prove it, which I wound up accumulating a few years later. (laughs) You know, throw a couple of tattoos in there too (laughs) I you know fortunately you know then later on in that year I found a therapist who changed my life she was a PhD and I was like I want to be just like her and well at that point it was okay to work with adolescents because it was what I knew you know and then you know get a PhD in psychology but when I started college I tested into Japanese too my teacher and I just didn't quite mesh. So I, and that was five credits, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to a friend about it, she was like, go pre-med, you could do more for people. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I think this sounds good. Oh, by the way, there's absolutely no medical people in my family. Mm-hmm. I wanna look beyond your closer <laughs> generations. So at this point, I, I'm all, even like the doctor degree, like I'm already going into like uncharted waters. <laughs> yeah. That's any testament to like, I think I always knew I, no, I always knew I was different, but coming into that is a journey in and of itself. So pre-med psychiatry pills didn't feel, I don't know, there was some, it didn't resonate. And I will say my mom cooked almost every meal. So I knew there was something to food. Mm-hmm. And then what I learned now as the term manifestation is so abundant, mm-hmm. I kept feeling like there had to be more. So a month later in the learning community I was in, we were brought to this naturopathic school and I was like, wait a second, there's a degree <laughs> that I could learn all natural and all conventional medicine and i mean my first visits with people are about an hour and it really is having that you know ongoing rapport yeah as i you know immediately switched to that fell in love my first thought was oh i want to speak oh yeah i'll have a practice and then i'll write and then oh i'm just going down the list of all the things <laughs> i was gonna do well 
into medical school and here I'm thinking like I didn't even know what kale was before I went to med school you know to naturopathic <laughs> school I should say the only herb I knew was echinacea which my mom used to put in my orange juice when I was sick I was so <laughs> disgusted by it is the only reason I remember it <laughs> I mean, you know, so it's like, if I could help dispel the stereotype of like, no, you don't have to hear of every single thing, but, you know, be over. Right. So here <laughs> I am at this naturopathic school thinking I'm all now like high and mighty eating all these vegetables that I've never even heard of. It's <laughs> so good for me. Oh, but I'm so young. And I have people like saying, no, you should start with your adrenal stuff early. And I'm like, please, like I'm a gymnast. I'm I'm good. I'm young. I'm resilient. Well, partway into second year where we take about 74 credits over the course of nine months, hmm. the first few months of the year, I gained about 30 pounds in three months. And to put that in perspective, I'm about five feet, or at least that's what my driver's license says. I'll put it that hmm. way. I think I was always in the comfortable mid 120s like and even at a some in some healthier times too like you know the, maybe the lower so to speak mm-hmm. so kind of in that like general low to mid 120s and I got up to almost 150 so like almost 30 pounds in three months on a five foot frame and this was the first time in my life that I couldn't really fit into my clothes and I freaked. And I remember never wanting liposuction so badly either. But instead, I go to the naturopathic clinic, and sure enough, my hormone, you know, it was my hormones, the stress, all of it. But I also began thinking about, well, I had a history of hormonal issues. I used to get really bad periods, and Midol and Proactive for my acne were like... You know, those were with me 24-7, so maybe health isn't just about the here and now. And I and I share that because part of that story, too, is, you know, into what I do now is realizing I'm so much more than just my weight and hormone issues. Mm. I have a life to live. I have dreams. Even if I eat, you know, a bunch of vegetables or, you know, whatever diet you know, my body is craving at what some point, it should never take away or be a determining factor as to how I want to live my life yeah. uh, or to the thoughts in my head, especially when it comes to self-worth. Hmm. Yeah. So much of, you know, that journey was then when I began to specialize in weight and hormones because part of not being your, or what I thought your typical doctor was, I, I, yeah, I was going to do my own thing. I, I've always been like that. And I wanted my website and my, and who I am to connect with people. They could learn about my accolades later or like how I used them earlier as a, like, let me paint this picture for <laughs> you. All of a sudden, and I knew it was part of my journey, my patience started shifting and saying, wait, we did this cleanse. We want more. We've tried everything to lose this weight. Why? And it's like, they were kind of asking me the same questions that I was even asking when I was a little girl. Like, 
when I was like three, four years old, I was wondering why humans are on this earth. Like those really mm. big questions. Yeah. So my patients really got me thinking. And then I began reflecting on my own life because not gonna lie, part of me felt like a fraud that I wasn't super skinny and fit while walking around preaching and prancing about weight and hormones. Mm. So how do I deal with this? Because while I'm in my kind of low mid thirties now, I don't know how my body is going to be in the future. And I say that from very objectively. So can I also still share this message, but then not make myself not feel like I have to live up to unrealistic expectations? As a number of years ago, when I kind of began a whole other, you know, or really a spiritual awakening, so to speak, or or an extended Saturn's return, <laughs> whatever language you want to say, because right. tearing through my natal chart, seeing you know where my Saturn placements are, I'm like, yeah, yeah you you can really only laugh at yourself at this point. I'll put it. Right. <laughs> we'll say that. That's where I realized one of my biggest lessons was around weight, hormones, and even sexuality. Mm. and self-respect and how I thought of myself and that's where if you go to my website and you know because there was an unexpected pregnancy Mm. but it was how I chose to handle that that helped me answer all the whys Mm. and that would then bring me full circle into realizing because I kind of it felt like I was closing out a huge piece of my life so to speak but there was a story in there and that story also encompassed karma it encompassed a lot of the spiritual meanings of disease and then it also encompassed how my physiology was working so for example the fat cell has over 10 different receptors why do we think there's a quick fix what if our physiology was speaking to us in more than just a symptom and then fix me reason and then all of a sudden our story becomes so much more but also streamlined and that brings me to today of yeah being able to objectively look at literally dis-ease i'm not saying you have to be thrilled with it Mm -hmm. but you know, just like, hey, so what then what do I need to learn? What can I do? I know it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it can suck, but who you can be on that day to day, having that awareness, the intuition, the deeper understandings, bringing in so many more perspectives, that isn't that healing? Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the physiological intuition you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of goes back to the fat cell piece of, you know, for example, people want to lose weight, but when they were also coming to me, it wasn't just about weight loss because then we were catching underlying thyroid stuff. And then there was like, oh, I I know I see a lot of heart disease run in the family. And some of those uh, receptors on the fat cell are insulin or glucose you know which is part of blood sugar part of heart disease stress um there's also hormones there's thyroid there's vitamin d so 
you know, our intuition is partly what we know, partly what we sense. But if it's physiological, it's also what are the pathways in our body and what are those different cells saying to us? Um, another example is, like, remember the MTHFR mutation? I know that was a big, that was a big buzzword a number of years ago mm. where a lot of people were getting tested um, just to see, like, you know, if they weren't digesting or detoxing properly. Mm. And, um, I mean, it's still certainly around, but, you know, Diff- you know how different buzzwords come up every right. So often. Yeah, right. I know every profession has its, you know. Yeah. So what's interesting is with the MTHFR pathway is that that's not the only pathway. So what's important about that is, is that, you know, it helps uh, reduce homocysteine, which is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. And when it changes the form of the enzyme, it helps... You know, our body excrete that. If the MTHFR enzyme, you know, in that whole process isn't working properly, we're just going to get a buildup of homocysteine. However, there's another pathway that's kind of like a supportive, but it kind of helps out. So, you know, and there's other, there's other instances like this in our body too, where even our liver helps detox estrogen, which is uh, high estrogen is super common both men and women. I'm thinking like, oh, I could go into the physiology, but (laughs) I was like, no, you know, outside of that, because it could be same thing, a manifestation of like, you know, other boys take the big picture. But in the sense of, okay, well, the liver helps detox estrogen. Well, the gut also has its own portion of bacteria called the estrobilome that also helps detox estrogen. Mm. So... Our body has ways of, our, our body has support systems. Do we have support systems in our life? So it's really about linking what's happening physiologically to what's happening in the person's life. And this is where I also began to see the incongruencies of how people were treating their health and their health habits. Because if you're looking for the quick fix, where else in your life are you unhappy and looking for the quick fix? And so it's, you know, part rhetorical, part, well, actually, you know, can we really admit that? Yeah. Say, you know, where, where do we need this support? So when I began finding those correlations, even um, from even my own personal journey, I, when I also had a severe knee injury that, you know, was also another part of my story too, but to piece that in, well, the left side is the divine feminine. So where was I not, you know, just being able to let go? Where was I, you know, still not stepping back? And then the knees are all about pride. Where was I putting my ego too much in my life? Which, I mean, I went back to gymnastics 30, which I loved, but over time, I knew it was more like I couldn't go to class without someone taking a video of me doing something Hmm. because I was getting too obsessed with social media. Yeah. Understanding all these pathways and then how it begins relating to our life and what we need to learn was, yeah, that's your physiological intuition. You You get to bring in all these explanations that could 
seems so disjointed because imagine if you looked at every single problem separately, no wonder people then just run for the quick fix because, oh my God, if you need to fix everything at once, you know, you can go down a rabbit hole. It's really amazing how everything is connected. Yeah. And I realized that was always, that was actually one of my biggest strengths because I too used to beat myself up that, I mean, I love looking into research, but it was realizing too that even science is new. Science mm. is young. Yeah. What we have are the laws of nature. Mm. And, you know, even like Hippocrates and Ptolemy and, you know, so many ancient doctors. And you realize they were mathematicians, astrologers, philosophers. And, you know, you even try to understand, like, wait, how am I, am I even allowed to question medicine as a doctor? Mm. And that was another big wait. Maybe we're not always going down the right path. And mm-hmm. who are doctors to try to play God? Mm, yeah. Yeah, there's, I believe there's so much that it's not just conventional and natural. But imagine if we looked at everything objectively, because we know for centuries and other countries who thrive on their own medicine outside of the U.S., Yeah, exactly. The most healing that I ever got in my body was when I started to see a naturopathic doctor. Wow. I mean, I'm 49 years old and I have a lot of different things. And, you know, it took till I was in my 40s for a naturopathic doctor to find out I had Hashimoto's and to start helping me with that. So I see how wonderful, you know, I just... I I guess I feel like I was let down by a lot of the regular doctors in my life. So that's one of the reasons I was really excited to have you come on here because I know how powerful it is to look at your body, your mind, your spirit together holistically and not just just be given a, a medication. Okay, here's something and go see how that works. Yeah. And in many ways too, not just to be given a supplement either because there are the times I've had to weed through people's supplements or maybe they were taking them incorrectly. You know, and it's not that it's bad that people recommend it. And yeah, I, I mean, I just think there's, there's such a lack of education and it's not even, I was going to say about medicine, but I think it's also more of healing. It's like we have, you know, the joke now is what our attention span is less than a goldfish. <laughs> It's it's not just putting us as the victims, sorry, the victims and saying like, oh, bad child. It's like, no, (laughs) we need to take responsibility. And that's something I also teach my patients too, is that at least by creating this story, it just helps congeal it in our brain psychologically. So kind of lowers that fear response in our limbic system. So then all of a sudden taking responsibility doesn't seem so daunting. So it's like working on multiple levels, but just leading on that. Oh no, this is like, you know, but we, but this is just how we're going to streamline this. Yeah. What are some practical ways that people can access that deep intuition that we all have? Yeah. The joke is, If you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, meditate for an hour. Mm. (laughs) I've heard that. Yep. I will say it is one of the, the hardest. It can be hard. And I put it out there because if 
you know, if there's an issue of sitting still for even a minute with a silent mind, that's normal. It, it does take some practice, but I think some of it too is, are we really, um, you know, do we really want to hear what can come up? And so, for example, like when I pull oracle cards, and I, and I admitted this to someone recently, <laughs> I, I was a little hesitant because if a card came up reversed, I would hate myself. Like, like wow. not, you yeah. know, seriously, <laughs> like for the long term. But I, all of a sudden, like my day would start to be ruined. And it's mm. kind of, you know, the fear of stepping on the scale yeah. is that. So that's so that's part of intuition too. Is so I also really had to keep checking myself in saying it's not just about punishing yourself. Okay, well I'm just gonna pull oracle cards or step on a scale just to like make myself because that's kind of the what we're trained to do. Yeah. But let me take some time and say what's coming up for me. And mm. so this is where I say like even if you're not ready to sit in silence just yet. Go listen to some music or reflect on some interactions that you've had or a symptom that you've had that you don't feel good about and begin to ask yourself, what's coming up for me? Like, what were you told about this? Because there's a lot of stereotypes that come up with a lot of different symptoms, especially the most common of, oh, well, you know, well, you're not eating right, or you're not doing this, or, you know, like, yeah. forget all that for a hot second. Listening to that, um, and then if you do wind up sitting in silence, or you could start listening to, you know, what I really like are some, if you're into chakras, you can Google, like, you know, chakra medi- guided meditations on YouTube, mm-hmm. or even just the sounds themselves. So that's the thing, humans are energy beings as well. Like we mm-hmm. we do have electrical systems. I mean, think of our hearts and how powerful yeah. that is. So listening to certain sounds can also help with our nervous system and just, you know, letting some of those thoughts come in. So choosing your form of being still. And, and my last piece to that is, even if you don't have those 10, 15, 20 minutes, See if you could just take two minutes every few hours and just just think about, okay, what did I just do? And not from a going doing, but just as a, okay, what did I accomplish? Do I understand it? Okay, on to the next chunk of tasks. Yeah, that's a really great tip. I think sometimes people bite off more than they can chew and they think they have to do everything all at once. And if you just start small, then it becomes a habit even easier. Exactly. And then too, when you have that reflection, you can kind of see what works for you. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because it's not really a slowing down in the way we would have been taught to think about it, but it's that mindfulness. You'll have, you may actually find more of an elongation of time because time mm-hmm. isn't linear either. Yeah. Same thing. It was just humans who decided to like map the sky in a 24 hour, but literally kind of, you know, meet me at this time. Your body doesn't know the time that you needed to heal by. And as we know, 
it sure as hell ain't gonna listen unless you're yeah. it. <laughs> for the most part unless you're giving it the right tools right <laughs> but as i said you know what you can do on that day-to-day is reflect see you know is your life the way you'd like it to go is it is this how you want to feel appreciate the dichotomy because that's where gratitude comes from yeah gratitude is so important oh my god it's it's life-changing it it really is and and if there's anything too that i would say that's what i noticed too working a lot with weight loss and you know even whether it's the last few pounds or more because i've also worked with a lot of wellness professionals and that you know overlooking what they're doing mm-hmm. is that I too found that stepping back integrating even just being you know grateful for who and whatever you have in your life it just it allows more yeah and and it allows that curiosity and those and even that proverbial weight loss which is ultimately stress leaving the body which well, less stress, the more the body can take care of what it needs, more healing, There, and chances are the first place you'll see it is in your belly. So I asked this question of pretty much all of my guests, and it is, what is the most important thing that you have learned on your own spiritual path? Nothing is linear. Mm. Just take it as it comes. Forget about control. Forget everything you've ever been taught. Because <laughs> you don't know what the hell everyone else has been taught, even in your family. So true. So literally just rewrite your own life. Oh, and did I mention I'm an Aquarius rising? So <laughs> at this point we're recording as we have what like seven planets in Aquarius now. I've been like <laughs> No wonder I've been feeling so transparent with my message. And the fact that I'm making my own specialty because as I said early on, like I've I've had to the the amount of insecurities and trauma that I feel like I've faced in my life, even you know, just being in my you know, from my early thirties. Like when I turned thirty-four, the first thing I said when, you know, pretty much when my parents called me to wish me a happy birthday was I can't believe I made it to 34 Hmm. because I honestly never knew or I had an idea of the woman that I'd want to be from a health point, from an emotional point, from just a business, you know, just that creative, you know, speak, write, practice, do, you know, I'd have, you know, my own then just you know coming into personal life desires and all of that and she always seemed so far away but the fact that I could picture her is that that's what kept me going I I mean I could tear apart my natal chart I could think of my lineage (laughs) I could think of events in my life but the events in my life I would never wish upon anyone But what they have taught me is what I can 100% confidently say, I am exactly where I need to be. And I am so, not just about being so close to her, but Mm -hmm. 
I am her. I'm on, like, there was a huge jump that I needed, per se. And I'm her. That's incredible. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, what else do I want? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. next? <laughs> okay, what's next in the present? Well, you know, what do I want in the future? Where can I continue to improve? Well, what am I grateful for? And it's like, okay, they're, they're, I, I'm, I'm defining my own life. And that's mm-hmm. it. You know, health, and health will come with that. Health is part of my story, yeah. too. I just love your insight on using our intuition and how things that are going on in our bodies may be related to things that aren't even medical in nature. I I really love all that insight. I've got one last question for you. So this is a really difficult time, as you know, with the pandemic. So do you have any practical everyday tips or even just one tip for better mind, body, and soul wellness in regards to the pandemic that everyone is facing? Well, this could be part of my new my New York sarcasm coming through, even <laughs> though I am happily in San Francisco right now. Literally, go create your own life. Mm. Don't worry about normal. Don't worry about going back to what was as above, so below, or what's going on in our body is what's going on. You know, we change from the inside to the outside. Yeah. There's that whole shift too literally everything is falling down we've seen this in the bubonic plague we've seen this in the times of the renaissance we we don't know what we're entering into so go be the person you want to be go surround yourself with the friends you want to surround yourself with because this was also a society of, oh, but I feel badly if, but oh, maybe I'll have that one extra drink. Oh, but if they they told me this, so now I have to, and oopsie, I guess I'm just doing this because of, yeah, no. Literally take responsibility for your shit and go live your best life. Oh man, that's <laughs> so good. That's so good for so many things take responsibility for your shit that that's the title right now take responsibility for your shit i love it i ever cursed on a podcast (laughs) amazing so tell us how to get in touch with you i know you offer a complimentary 20 minute phone call which is just so gracious of you so how how do people get in touch with you the best way is through my website which is drserenagoldstein.com and yes through there you know i do have a number of prompts where yes there's a newsletter but you know of course you can book that complimentary 20 minute call and that's where it's really too like it's for me as well our synergy you know of course I'd love to work with you but you know of course I just want to make sure it's you know the best fit um I am I am all virtual so you know no worries around there okay good yeah and then also social media I do quite a bit of Instagram Facebook so Instagram my handle is drserenag I'm also on clubhouse at drserena okay 
Well, Dr. Serena, thank you so much for being here and all your wonderful insight. And I'll be sure to put down all the links and the um, information with this episode. And just, it's been amazing. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I very much enjoyed your questions as well. So everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, We really appreciate having Dr. Serena here. And I hope that you reach out to her if something that she has said just really speaks to you and you want to get in touch with a naturopathic doctor. You've got all that information. And y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.